This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I did have something. Uh, I don't know what Woody was talking about on the show today. Who is Amber Guity? Is Amber a new member of the show? <laughs> <laughs> and we are back with another episode of post post game we have e kish we have jeanette joining us for a special edition Always fun when we have our rock star on. We have Allie, the one and only P. Lace, Pam, Lewin Sales, Dupac, and for the first time ever, the debut of any Lower After Hour pod, Capo. And if you don't know who Capo is and you follow us on Twitter, then I don't know what to tell you. But Capo, welcome, my man. What's up? What's up? So just like uh, normal, even though we have two days of show under our belt, we don't only want to talk about the show. We also have normal lives in which we notice things. And to kick that off, we have P. Lace, who had some things happen with IT at work and just wanted to express her frustrations with it and see what everybody else here thought about it. Okay. So we have an IT guy in our office who's like our IT guy, but he also has a side hustle and he provides IT um, support and lighting and does all sound and all kind of stuff on the side for people. And he got hired this week to go to Tennessee to provide IT for a group of people who is living totally off the grid. And they're having a live streaming conference about how to go totally off the grid and have no connection to society. But you've hired someone to broadcast it online and you're recording it. Like, that's fucking ironic, right? Yeah, so that's what I was... All right, so I just want to make this clear because I, I want to make sure I understand what just happened. You have a community who lives off the grid, and that is their in, by intention. They didn't just grow up off the grid. They intentionally decided to live off of the grid, and they want to promote this lifestyle by hiring somebody in IT to go out there and record them doing a conference on how to live off the grid, and they're going to be doing it in their hometown where they live off the grid and streaming this out to the world. Correct. So his concern when we talked about it at work yesterday was these people don't have power. They don't have internet access. They don't use cell phones. Like how is he supposed to power this? And they told him not to worry about it. They were renting a generator or somebody's cousin or uncle or some shit has a generator that's going to run internet and power to live stream an event and record it. 
I'm just going to say it. This IT guy needs to get his affairs in order. And because this sounds like he's being murdered. Jeanette yeah. looks like she is completely against it. Yeah. I feel like it's a terrible idea myself. Um, I don't trust off the grid people in general anyway. I think yeah. the IT guy, the IT guy just needs to like keep charging him more money because something's not working right. And like, he just doesn't plug like in the ethernet cord. Cause if they're not paying attention to like, like, oh, I don't know what's going on. We're not on the grid. We gotta, we gotta do some more programming. We gotta, yeah. Make a little- Jeanette and Allie both just looked like no. And Allie, I think, worked on, and definitely not IT as we've seen her technical skills. But Jeanette, why are you so, why are you so against this entire idea? Okay, as as someone that spent all of last October watching nothing but horror movies, this has the many of the trademarks of a of a of a of a horror flick. It's a, an unwitting guy from the outside world coming into a community of unknowns. They're letting you know ahead of time why they need you and how you know safety will inevitably fail you. So it's too much in my mind that this is like um, like Wicker Man. They want to sacrifice him to some nefarious being for their crops. So sir, please do not go stay where you are, say this is out of your league, pass it off to someone you really don't like in the IT community, but sir, please don't go. Do not go. So I, many red flags. Like, don't do it. It's not worth it. Yeah, I agree. Plus, it's just too fucking weird. Like, what? You're If you want to live off the grid, knock yourself out. But why are you trying to have a live streaming internet-based conference about living off the grid? These two things do not compute. No, I completely agree. I think we're all concerned. And Cap, do you have anything that you have concern with? Because I feel like there's no way in hell you're going to go with a group that decided to live off the grid. Oh, actually, you may, now that I've heard you discuss other things behind the scenes. So are you, if you're this IT guy, are you going out to do this, or are you like, hell no? Oh, no, it's insane. It's insane. I can't believe the whole, uh, like, why? Like, if you're off the grid, what are you, like, what are you doing? I, I can't even form a whole sentence to that question it's it's just ridiculous is there anybody here who thinks it's a good idea kish no i don't think it's a good idea and i don't really have a it related issue um but one of my friends is a doctor and they did the kind of dumbest most ironic kind of thing in terms of um what they mandated for the people to do so they had a mandatory physician wellness day where they're take, telling you to take some time off, but instead they make you go to conferences the whole fucking day and they teach you things like meditating and stuff like that. Um, the issue is, you know, you already don't have much time off and it's not really a real day off. And uh, my friend who went to this thing, he was learning how to meditate and he was like, the only thing I could think of the entire time while I was meditating was how I want to kill myself. So that's not the best thing I would think. And this is, uh, this is kind of sounds similar to this it off the grid situation who are they who is this the purpose who is it for is it for people to learn how to become off the grid or is it for other people that are off the grid to connect with people off the grid supposedly it is to show people who are still suckers and sheep who are still living on the grid how much better life is off and like how easy it is to i don't know weave your own shit 
and grow your own crops and, and how you don't need any outside help from anyone. And here, watch this three day extravaganza and we'll show you how to do, how to take bass by the river. Yeah, we're, we're so happy without technology that we're hiring technology to try to get more people to be involved in this. It's, it makes cult, no sense. Right? Well, also, no, it's absolutely a cult. Wouldn't it also just be easier to just get like a, a, a recorder, film recorder, just film it and then just pay someone to upload it to YouTube instead of trying to do a live stream? Yeah. And my friend is not cheap. Like they have to pay his travel. They have to pay three nights in a hotel and he's not going to stay at a crappy hotel. They have to pay for his food. And then his time is like $250 an hour. And then they're going to have to hire an attorney to defend their murder. Right. When, so this is going to be a really costly experience. Yeah. Well, now, when Monday rolls around and he doesn't show up at work. Yep. Well, now I want to know how they're making so much money to be able to afford this. So maybe there is something to living off the grid. They're probably, the crops they're growing are probably funding this. Yeah. We're okay. talking living up. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, Allie, my, go ahead. Turn, my turn because I'm the only one here that it seems to think it's a good idea because the, when Pam brought this up, the first thing I thought of was that Silicon Valley episode when Pied Piper did their live stream of a condor egg trying to hatch, but they weren't getting enough viewership. So the museum technician went there, tried to take it down and then fell into a ravine. So then the live stream, which is all him suffering, thinking about drinking his own urine, yelling out for help it increased their viewership. So this could be a good thing because if people get hurt during this, it could increase your viewership because everybody loves to see people in pain. So do you have this being like a Blair Witch Project? Or just like a murder mystery too, like live stream people getting murdered. You just never know. That would not be a mystery. It would just be murder. Yeah, I, I think the mystery part is very, very uh, missing in this in this equation here. What but they have masks on. You're right, Allie. You really want people to be murdered live on uh, on video really bad. Like you don't want to let this one go. People like that stuff. It's like top five videos on Netflix. What, what was that, Puck? I say if they just stumble upon a dead body, that's a mystery. If they just stumble up on it, the live stream starts with the community finding the IT guy after he sets up. Like they actually go and edit and produce this to make sure that it's cut up properly. Scene one, we found this guy and we happen to have cameras and streaming. No idea. That's weird. I wonder how we got here. Uh, or better yet, what if they like put his life in danger and they save his life to prove how great these people are? Like uh. they set him up. I think that's the way to do it, right? You save his life. All right, I think we've beaten uh, IT guy may get murdered. And Pam, if this guy gets murdered, we apologize. But we will not take this podcast down because we told you so. Right, but am I going to, are we all going to end up in court if he ends up murdered? No, no, you're out. Yeah, I may be requested, but I am not ending up in court. I don't know about like extradition um, from California to Tennessee, but I'm going to go with a no. Are they in the Smoky Mountains? Is this in the Smoky Mountains? I don't know where they went. I just know it's in Tennessee. So, Allie, you might have to step in and help out. Yeah, I'll Johnson take, I'll take City for the team. I took criminal law for a semester. I'll be fine. Johnson City, just let it sit. What a great, great joke. Oh, uh, Lou. All right. Speaking of live stream, let's talk about our point guard, our fearless leader. Crisp at Waffle House. This live stream was Twitch. If you're not familiar with it, I don't know what to tell you. But Crispy decided this weekend, I believe, to say, come watch me do trivia 
on Twitch against two or three other people that when I saw for a split second just looked smarter than Crisp immediately. But Jeanette and Pam, they were there for most of it. I think Allie was too. And let's explain, or I'll let y'all explain the experience that was Crisp asking people to come watch him do trivia. Jeanette, Pam, Allie, whoever wants to kick it off, how did this even start? And walk me through the entire process because Crisp is one of those people that I have is he Googles something and then tells you it as if he knew it all along. <laughs> That's laughing too hard to start. I was going to wait for her. Hit it, Jen. So what happened is uh, he had told us um, th- the day before, he's like, I got approached by 2MB Studios to be on their trivia show on Friday um, called Whatever It Takes. And they're going to let me know the day of what the topic is, but it's basically, they're going to ask questions and then they have these, um, if you don't know a question or you want to like stump your opponent where you can challenge them and it'll be a random challenge to try to get the point, like it'll double your points. But he was telling us, I'm not a competitive person, so I don't know how I'm going to do, but I'm also, but I'm kind of good at trivia. So I think I'll be okay. And we were just like, well, just, you know, 16 and 0, 0 and 16, don't be mediocre. And if you mess up, make sure it's grand enough that you'll be remembered and you'll come back. Represent the brand well. Yes, spell so, with the purpose. Spell. Right? So when he gets there, it's 90s music. That's the category of the trivia. And he gets on and he's on fire. Round one, he totally dominated Colleen. I think she only got one question right. And they don't give you like, uh, at the end of the round, they try to give you like the points. So I kind of found the point system a little sus, as the youth say, a little sus. Because it was like, how is it that close? It was like 80 to, to 60. And I'm like, but she only got one right. So I don't get it. And then Chris, because he's telling us, oh, my God, um, I'm not competitive. He's trying to give points to Colleen. That's not the point of competition. You don't give away points, dude. I'm sorry. It's like me versus you. I'm going to beat you. I'm not giving you anything. And then it's, yes. I'm sorry. Crisp was trying to give points to Colleen. Like this isn't a game of dominoes. So he's trying to feed a partner, but he doesn't actually have a a partner points. Yeah. So like if, like whatever, if she would answer and he was like, well, that's kind of right. Because and then he was trying to like give her like half points. So if a question was worth 20, he's like, she should at least get 10. It's like, that's not the point of competition. It's like, there's, there's only one first place and you're not about to hand it over to Colleen, dude. She missed a question. And then they, they like went over to him and he got it right. And he said, I want to give the points to Colleen. What? No. What? Oh, out of here, Crisp. Oh he my! Absolutely God. did. He was like, Jesus. "No, I want to give my points to Colleen." No, oh, she guessed first, and she guessed wrong. And like, to Colleen's credit, she never did the same for him. She was hella cutthroat. She knew how to compete. So get it, Colleen, girl, girl power. That's right. Hold on. So Pam, Jeanette, and Allie, I don't know if you're there. Y'all are watching him try to give points away. Yes. To Colleen, even though she was wrong. Are you two live? Because in Twitch, you can chat. Are you two going at Chris telling him no in front of Colleen? Are you basically saying don't do this in front of Colleen? Well, yes. And yeah. And we're telling him the answers because actually, to be honest, he and Colleen both struggled with like 90s music. I was pretty surprised how much. Yeah, I was disappointed. So we, the, all three of us were answering the questions in the chat and they're both like, 
I don't know, uh, Bentley Vanilli, um, or it might be Megadeth. It's one of those for sure. Like <laughs> split between Millie Vanilli or Megadeth. I love yeah, it. it was. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what was going on there. It was painful. And Allie, then, you were ashamed also. I was very ashamed because they were super easy questions, and I expected more from Chris. Especially there was a question about Soundgarden, and the question was, "What song within Soundgarden inspired a cult?" And he gets Spoonman, and everybody clearly knows that Spoonman is about a street artist from Seattle just playing spoons in the street outside the venue that Soundgarden initially started playing at. And he didn't guess Black Hole Sun. And that earlier that day, he wrote a parody song called Butthole Sun about Black Hole Sun, but yet he still got it wrong. It should have been fresh on his mind. It's the easiest question, and he didn't know it. I okay um first i just want to apologize to colleen who got shrapnel here uh while we were really trying to take out chris but i feel like we still took her out for not knowing 90s music jeanette did you have anything to add on to that dismount by ally that just destroyed chris yeah we were you know playing along and part of it there's a point where we i realized like they could read the chat and they could see our answers so i'm like if i know something i'm just not gonna put it because you know, integrity of the game is important, you know, like everybody knows this, like this is why, you know, baseball is the way it is, integrity of the game. But they threw the most whack-ass question, which everybody walked away, which was Alanis Morissette being the number one selling rock and roll artist of the 90s. And they were trying to justify her music as rock and roll. It's like, get out of here. So no, no, that that kind of, that. But good thing that was towards the end when it was really evident that the whole game had gotten out of hand. With or they the couldn't upset you anymore. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, like two minutes to go, like whatever. It was, it was interesting to see, but you know, God, like Chris lost by like 140 points, so it wasn't even close. Man, that's ironic. Don't you think? He had been winning like two, at the end of the first round. It was like two hundred and sixty to forty in Crips in Crisp's favor. So the fact that he lost was ridiculous. It's like a thousand forks, and all you need is a spoon, man. <laughs> I think he threw it for Colleen. There's no way he didn't know some of those. I also think the studio was cheating. I that's my conspiracy theory is that they were cheating because calling kind of works for them from what I gathered that they're kind of intertwined in some way shape or form and I feel like the Lannis Morissette question they didn't specify like the debt like where they got their statistics from because maybe if you're pulling Canada she would be leading rock and roll clearly not in the United States it was definitely no doubt at the time tragic kingdom like come on the stats are there. I guess Nirvana Nevermind. Like, how was Nevermind not the best-selling album of the 90s? Fuck off with that. No. Also, there was a point where where Will took a challenge, and it was like, from A to Z, name bands. It could be any band, so it didn't have to be from the 90s. And he didn't want to use bands like The Beatles, The Eagles, because he thought the The went under T. He didn't even make it that far. He made it to like D, E, or F. And we're all just in the chat like, no, this, this, Depeche Mode, Incubus, blah, 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 and nothing. Silence. Like, come on. All right, so I haven't seen, and I don't think anybody else here was on that Twitch, so I don't think we're going to do any better than you three ladies just did at crushing Crisp. And I haven't seen that much passion. Oh, Lou was there. I apologize. Lou, you were there? 
No, I don't have that. But what I do have is the uh, the top best selling albums of the nineties, the top ten for Ready. Great all right? producing. Great. All right. Good. Uh, number ten, Backstreet Boys, sales nine point two million. Uh, Garth Brooks, Rope in the Wind, nine point three million. <laughs> Backstreet Boys, Millennium, nine point four. Dinner. Uh, the Titanic soundtrack, 9.8. Fuck off. I quit. El bote. Uh, Hootie and the Blowfish, 9.8 million. Uh, keeping up with the Titanic, Celine Dion, 10.2 million. Number four, I guess I should have been saying that. Number four is uh, Whitney Houston, The Bodyguard, 11.6 million. Yeah, fire. Uh, number three, Metallica, 11.7, the Black Album. Oh, Fire. Fire album. Oh, so num- amazing. Num- yeah. Number second two. Best, second best Black Album ever. Go. Uh, Shania Twain, Come On Over, 12.1. Mm, that's not terrible. It's okay. And the She's number one player. album of the 90s was Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill with 13.5 No, million. no, no, no. That's, that's bull. That's bull. I'm out of here. No, I'm not. Wow. Not so so a great production to come all the way down to prove all three of you wrong. Good job, Lou. Thank you for uh, making, I think, does that make Crisp right? Did we just spend all that time She's bashing Crisp? She's not rock and roll. She's not rock and roll. She's alt. She's not rock and roll. She's alt rock. There's a difference. And they pose the question, the number one selling rock album of the 90s. She ain't so a rock. Crisp, according to you, or excuse me, Lou, according to you, it was Alanis Morissette, right? According to uh, That's correct. Top, the best according, selling, according to the internet. Bestsellingrockalbum.com. Garth Brooks yep. and Shania Twain are not rock either, so that's fucked up. Neither are the Backstreet Boys. Blech. Or Whitney Houston. Or Whitney Houston. Or Celine Dion. That's the farthest thing from rock. And the Titanic. This was the this Titanic. Was, this was just the top ten. Okay, I'll look up for the rock uh, best rock uh, bands tonight. Work on that, and let's we'll circle back as you grab that because I haven't the, seen somebody. The Titanic didn't hit a rock; it hit an iceberg. We heard it. We didn't stop for it because it was. We're trying to save your stats. I don't mind failing. <laughs> like any good team. Hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Um, I haven't seen anybody this passionate about hating somebody. Since a few hours ago, when uh, Witty decided to take out Tebow, so I don't know why you all just Tebow trashed, unless Jeanette or somebody else has a better saying for that. But that's basically what you just did to Crisp. And I didn't know that Witty had the ability to hate somebody 
with that much passion that also seems like they said to be very aligned. So one, is there anybody here that wants to argue against Witty? Because I'm sure there's a lot of us that were, that are going to have things to say that are anti-Tebow. But is there anybody here who actually is pro-Tebow or is just really confused by how much Witty hated this guy? I was only pro Tebow when I was at the community inn in Roanoke when uh, Tim Tebow beat the Steelers uh, in that playoff victory. And I got my father-in-law to do shots with me afterwards. And uh, it was great. It was fun. A community inn in Roanoke sounds like the most depressing place to ever try to be a fan of anything. Like it, I, I would just no. Not... It's 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 the best. It's the best sports bar. Literally, it, you, they had like nine TVs all in a row. It was just like you could just you just turn your head whenever there's a commercial and you just catch the next NFL game. It was perfect. Got it. That's my Roanoke ignorance. I what? was just thinking Community Inn sounds like a motel, and so I assumed you were in a motel with your father-in-law taking shots watching Tim Tebow play football on a 13-inch screen TV with like the old flowery mattress and the Bible and black the and white TV. Yeah. So, all right. Um, so I yelled, I yelled and screamed so much. I yelled and screamed so much. My neighbors thought I was a crazy person. They actually told me that like a few months later when I finally met them. This is when Tebow beat Pittsburgh. Yep. Okay. For those I screamed know, the whole entire time. And the reason he's screaming is with joy because Capo is a known Baltimore Ravens fan, which is the worst part of all social media. Except <laughs> Capo, uh, he's the one exception. They went. Steelers, I think Twitter went at Mo Gabba, a 14-year-old who was handicapped and passed away this last year. And it's just like I I can't blame a lot of the Ravens fans that that are uh you know insane on Twitter for those reasons. But then again, there's a lot of them that just won't shut up about it. And it's just like leave the trolls alone, you know. But whatever. Yeah, I don't know what to do with that fish you just threw on my lap about um, an unfortunate <laughs> young teenager. You know what? I got something. It's like he blames. I cut that out. I was up in the air. It's okay. I, I'm no, I'm not cutting it out. You were absolutely <laughs> going to be on air blaming Steelers fans for the death of a child. Lou, you had something. Uh, when I was working at screenwriting shop in Roanoke, uh, this guy was trying to get these shirts made. Uh, and it was it was called Move the Chains, and we had to print on all these sleeves. So we had to kept every time. So I had to do like 400 shirts. This guy was so excited. He was like, we're going to get it on the NFL. And it's going to work. And then he never came back. But he didn't die. He just never came back. This is not the IT well, guy. We don't know. We don't know. Okay. <laughs> A lot of death suddenly showing its face around here. So Tim Tebow, I, and I'm going to let anybody else who wants to talk about it go, but I just, I my biggest thing with Witty that I didn't understand is like, why are you mad that he's not choosing your career of broadcasting of TV of all the things that they were listening. He could be doing like, why, why are you upset that he didn't choose this route when he's Tim Tebow? If, if you could become a third string tight end in the NFL to, at the age of 34, anybody you do it. Like nobody here decides against becoming a professional athlete at the age of 34. Uh, don't get me wrong. The failed career is there, but it just, I was more weirded out. Like he was mad. He wasn't choosing his career. Kish. Yeah. I think this is, I was, I was expecting you to actually agree for with witty for the first time ever. And like, how can you blame him? Like you don't have to take so many hits on the body as a broadcaster versus an athlete, like especially tight end. I get so many freaking hits. 
And I was just ready for you to actually agree with Witty. And I think there's something with you where you're just avoiding of that no matter what. Avoiding agreeing with Witty? Exactly. It's really hard to agree with words that I don't understand and that I would never use because I'm a normal human being. But it's not that I'm against Witty's take. I guess it is that I'm against Witty's take. Like, he's Tim Tebow, Witty. He's not going to be here using four or five syllable words on TV like you probably I, – I can't even imagine watching a baseball game that Witty is actually calling or whatever sport he calls. I assume baseball because it's the most boring sport. I would be no, lost. No, you call it soccer. Oh, I was wrong. Second most boring. Thank you for correcting me. I didn't need to – it's all right. Gonna... I don't know if you've seen this. There's this video of uh, Shalka 04. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Maybe ask Woody. They're, they literally chase their players. <laughs> They're chasing their players from the team bus because they got relegated. Like, that is awesome. Well, am I allowed to say that? It's awesome as long as nobody got hurt. <laughs> so, Cap, do me a favor when you get this excited. Back up a little bit from your computer. Just so you know, but... Why, why, of all things, did that make you more passionate than the Steelers killing a child? You know, honestly, I, I soccer is you're a soccer fan, more fun to me. It, it, it's more fun to me. Um, I don't no, have to deal with the losing, so that's true. I guess I, for, I can root for whoever the roots of the football fandom in America aren't as deep as or are deeper in football than in soccer. And I'm not actually against Witty, I just thought it was a weird position for him to take. Uh, I've Felt like I went a little too far there. And then when I got corrected on the sport, I felt like I was being a real jerk. Um, but I did, I, I didn't get it. I'm like, he's Tim Tebow. Like, if he, have you seen the guy? Like, his body is to what bodies is like what Woody's vocabulary is to normal people's vocabulary. If you have Tim Tebow's body, you go put that thing to use on a football field or any field. No, Jeanette doesn't Woody, agree. I'm sorry, keep cutting you guys off. No, do you think Woody that. has any animosity? towards Tebow for just like uh what was it two three out of four winning championships and not you know not getting to see somebody else win I mean because that's how I kind of felt about Tebow um like I just was like oh yeah this guy again this guy again he just kept winning and I kind of just wanted to see somebody else I had no horse in the race in college football I don't have a team Maryland's horrible and I don't really like them but uh you know I don't really um know other have any other reason to have any animosity towards him. And I just figured maybe Witty might hold something like, you know, resentment. Yeah. As a fan of the big three, I don't think you're allowed to ever have that type of resentment where it was kind of the, our entire thing is build a team to go to every championship. So you lost your right to be mad that somebody was great for three years when you basically when LeBron carried Dwayne Wade and the rest of those bums. Uh, to a few chances. Wow, 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 wow. Jeanette, why were you mad right about Tebow? Dwayne agree. taught LeBron how to win championships, all right? He taught LeBron, he basically gave LeBron college education by teaching him how to win. All right, LeBron has admitted as much. Yeah, all right, anyways, go along. Did you just take a shot at LeBron for not going to college? Exactly. That's no, he said, it, he said he said the exact same thing where he's like, I... Some people go to college. I did not, but I went to college with the Miami Heat and Pat Riley and Dwayne Wade. All right. So put some respect on the name. All right. Jeanette, you were, you looked like you were, were you pro or anti? You were just shaking your head. I didn't know it who, but why did you look so aggressively opinionated on a Tim Tebow topic? And why are any of us 
that's the one thing he did have right is this was 12 years ago and we still have passionate one way or the other but what was your take well first of all i just want to say witty's uh the on the subject i thought he was very tepid these are very tepid tebow uh thrashing on witty's behalf they were egging him on to be stronger and his language was very much uh you know he he just didn't want to go with the fire in the belly and totally take the guy out my understanding was when he quit being a major league baseball player that was him walking away from sports entirely he had already been in the nfl tried being a quarterback had no success gave um baseball a try when he was already too damn old and taking a roster spot from someone much more deserving and younger talented and skilled than him so now he's doing it again in a new position so it's like tim if you're listening or somebody from T-Ball's camp, don't stick to sports. Go do something else. Go come up with an appliance to sell. Go start. Um, try to be the fa- a host in something. I don't know, but stick. do not stick to sports because you're just not good. I, I mean, with that take, then why didn't the whole world hate Michael Jordan when he went and played baseball? Because there's no way he makes a major league team. So that dude's just as much of a fraud in another in baseball as Tebow. He just happened to get the opportunity to make it to the majors. I promise you, if Michael Jordan didn't have his name, he'd be he he would have been a worse baseball player than even Tim Tebow. Oh, I oh I agree. All I've, right. I've, I've I've often said in my sports conversations that Jordan loses points on me for leaving to go play minor league baseball. I've often said that. I stand by that statement. It's probably my Twitter somewhere. If you guys want to find the tweet and resurface it and aggregate me, it's there. Go find it. We will do the hard journalism that gets you canceled for a Michael Jordan baseball take. Uh, did anybody else have anything else on Tebow? Because I feel like we kind of. I mean, there's only so much you can say. Oh, one second. There is a child who just said hi. Say hi, Pam. Oh, I hope he's so snug. Say hi. He's the real star. Say hi, everybody. But everybody, but Kish. Oh, my heart. Say what up, Kish. Say what up, Kish. Bye. He gone. He said it. Um. I have a take that's. It's rooted in my own feelings, which are. I don't have to have a reason to hate somebody. Love it. I can just know like pretty quickly after meeting them or seeing them on TV or hearing about them from somebody else that I hate them. And maybe Witty has some of that as well. Maybe it's not uh, the sports or the, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Maybe it's just, I just hate that guy. So, I mean, there's plenty of people I see that I'm like, ugh, I can tell I hate her or him. So maybe that's it. It's the it's the punchable face thing, right? Yeah. And so I'm with you, but I'm okay. But if that's the case, like, you just need to be real with yourself, Woody. Like, a lot of us can say, I just don't like him. Like, I just hate him. It's just, it is what it is. No no reason needed. But to the, he, he, he buffered it with some stuff. And I don't think it was tepid. I just don't think. He's boring. Uh, He's like one of the most boring people on television. Jordan Rogers is more exciting than he is. And plus, like, he dated Miss Universe and now he's married to a different Miss Universe. Go screw your wife. Go do that. Go have fun with that. Don't be playing football. We just became, okay. I am going to cut up where I said witty and you jumped in with he's boring. And I am going to be playing audio of you calling witty boring (laughs) instead of Tebow because. 
for over and over. So we are going to do this Dan Van Gundy, uh, which Scott coach is it that was stupid? Scott Brooks is Scott an Brooks idiot. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, we are absolutely going to have me saying, uh, Witty uh, is, and you jump in with, he's boring. So I, I don't think, yeah, I don't think there's too much else to talk about uh, Tebow, and I don't really want to stay there because like it, we all agree he, it's just not interesting uh only the show can make that topic that interesting but uh those of y'all who can't see us which is everybody because this is an audio medium our guy in sales lou and sales bruce and sales on fridays he has a hat on right now with uh the number four on it and i want him to kind of explain just the hat design and then the reason behind it and um what what it all means i'll, I'll let you go i don't want to mess this up for you all right well so no so we had kate fagan on and her uh pod should be dropping here shortly but uh her father i believe passed away from als and she and tom hamastro have a foundation for um oh i'm gonna have to look it up but it's lou gehrig's day so june 2nd is lou gehrig's day and so uh lou's gehrig's number is number four and so uh, i came up with a cool hat idea that kind of fits into the yankees theme it's a uh custom white felt circle with the number four and kind of got the Yankee pinstripes and we're selling it and all the proceeds that we get from this is going to go to imals.org. Is that correct, Jeanette? And so please go to our website, shop.lower after hours, and you'll see the link there and uh, get yourself a hat before they get sold out. All right. So just to be clear, the website was www.imals.org and that's I-M-I-A-M. Yes, it is. Perfect. Now, and now you give me the nonverbal cue. All right. All right. Um, any, I think that's it. Capo, man. Uh, fucking great job with getting two, isn't it, ironic puns in. That's a shiny moment. Peace. Uh, see y'all later. We love you, Colleen. Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars.